Hi, my name's Matt, and this is a podcast about life after the coronavirus vaccine. Welcome to episode 42. Before we get into this week's main topic, I wanted to just do a little follow-up on last week. So I got my booster vaccine last Saturday and recorded a little update Sunday morning just before I uploaded last week's episode to say I was feeling pretty good except for a sore arm. And for the most part, for the rest of Sunday and Monday, that was pretty much it. The dead arm had faded pretty much completely by the end of Tuesday. I will say I felt a little dulled on Tuesday too, but honestly it might have been more about going hard on a couple of runs at the start of the week rather than vaccine side effects. I know other people have found their mileage and their side effects have been different, but I had very little to complain about and I'm not mad about it. So with that little update out of the way, we can get into this week's episode topic. Despite what the episode title might suggest, no, it's not the boy band five. But it is about keeping on moving. I want to talk about ambition, motivation and some of the struggles of keeping moving in these weird, not quite post-pandemic autumn and winter months. Very often these episodes focus on sharing things I've been working on and passing on my experiences. This week is a little different, I suppose. I want to use this week to collect a bunch of ideas and thoughts from different places to see what might work for the season ahead. Because I've been really struggling recently with feeling motivated and ambitious and like I'm competently achieving things in my life. It's a complex mess, really, covering everything from trying to remember and accept that my value is not defined by success and achievement and not having to give every moment to being quote-unquote productive, all the way through to feeling totally unmotivated by everything, sat wallowing in feeling lost and overwhelmed and feeling like only another mouthful of some sugary treat will hit the reward centres in the brain plus all the stuff in between those wild extremes. This whole topic can be fraught with so much worry about doing enough or too much or too little or for the wrong reasons or for the right reasons but in the wrong way. Where do we even begin? I was reading an article in Vice this week called Lockdown's Over and I Still Don't Feel Like Doing Anything. What's Wrong With Me? It was written by Jan-Lisa Pringles and answers a reader's question by drawing on advice from the Dutch mental health specialist Lidaway Hendricks. I've linked to the article in today's show notes. The reader explains that they are stuck, feeling unmotivated to do much, even as the world of post-restrictions, if not fully post-pandemic yet, is open up again. In responding, Pringles reminds the letter writer and all of us reading that there is a word for this feeling. And it's one that some have noticed has been a recurring emotion for for many of us in 2021. And it's called languishing. 
According to Pringles, in short, you could say it simply means feeling meh. Not exactly burned out, but definitely in some sort of funk. And if we're feeling that way, we should ask ourselves some tough questions to figure out if our languishing mental state is just a way of decompressing or a symptom of a bigger problem like depression. We all need time to chill and process what has been happening for the past two years. But we also all need the opportunity to learn and grow and be stimulated by new things in the world around us. Getting a balance of the two is key. And figuring out how we can get a bit of both is really important. This might include setting ourselves to-do lists and targets to get us moving and working on things. But it also might include setting aside time to just put things down and decompress. And by giving ourselves permission to do both, it can help to separate the two. I've certainly been trying to do this with running, setting myself a target for the next month or so to work towards. And I've also been trying to keep work and life a little more separate, although not always successfully, it has to be said, but I am trying. I've also been thinking about tools and techniques for boosting that motivation without getting too hung up on feeling like my personal value is too attached to achievements and productivity. I was reminded of a great chapter in one of my favourite books that covers this very topic. The book, Resilient by Dr Rick Hansen, is one I keep coming back to as I find the way Hansen links neuroscience to mindfulness practice incredibly practical and grounded in reality. In Chapter 8 on Motivation, Hansen provides insights that might help in the weeks ahead for myself and maybe for you too, if you're like me and our friend who writes to Vice magazine. For example, to find a sweet spot where our brains are engaged but not overly stressed, Hansen suggests four things. One, be comfortable with your body revving up. Remember, it's okay to feel the adrenaline of a challenging situation if it's helping you to tackle it head on. Two, prime yourself with positive emotion. By remembering how you have taken on challenges like this before and been successful in the past. Three, when you speed up, watch out for negative emotions. Notice them. Note them call them by name and put them down. And four, enjoy the journey. Look for little victories and wins and value the process, not just the outcome. And for finding motivation, Hansen offers this way to tap into the wiring of our mind. It's a bit of a long quote, but I want to read it all. Hansen says, As the sense of reward in an experience increases, neurons in the ventral tegmental area of the top of your brainstem release more dopamine into other regions in your brain. The nucleus accumbens inside the subcortex and the prefrontal cortex behind your forehead. In the nucleus accumbens, a spike of dopamine activity sends signals through the globus pallidus and thalamus 
that prompt you to take action towards the reward. In the prefrontal cortex, increased dopamine activity focuses attention on what is rewarding. It also stimulates prefrontal executive functions to figure out how to keep the rewards coming and get even more of them. The ventral tegmental area, nucleus accumbens, and the prefrontal cortex form a kind of circuit that operates when we see opportunities and potential rewards. To put this circuit to work for you, it helps to strengthen the association in your brain between the action you'd like to encourage and the rewards that will come from them. Hansen gives some ideas for encouraging this sense of reward. Choosing activities that are more stimulating and pleasurable. Adding new rewards. Varying the details of what you're doing. Taking frequent short breaks and then coming back to the task. Asking for frequent feedback, especially positive. And additionally, we can highlight the rewards that are present in the activities we're doing before we take on a challenge by anticipating those rewards. Whilst we tackle a challenge by focusing on what is rewarding and enjoyable in that moment. And after the challenge has been completed by taking time to savour the results. I know, reminding myself of these as I prepare this week's episode has brought to mind so many situations this week where these things may have helped. And my challenge to myself next week is to try and find more places for more of these things to help in the moment. If you're in a similar funk, a similar meh, maybe languishing, maybe you'll have found your response is similar too. So let's check back in next week and see how we go. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you've enjoyed it, you can follow the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or your podcast player of choice. You can find the podcast on social media at Life After Vax, V-A-X on Twitter and Instagram. And if you'd like to reach out for a more meaningful connection, you can drop me an email. Hi at lifeaftervax.com. Until next time.